guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast. I am your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always is my beloved co-host, Claire Stribling. Hey! Happy Pride, everybody! Keep Star Wars gay! Absolutely. I'm glad you came out of that, because yes, it's Pride Month, baby! Boop, 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 boop. Um, yeah, to all our listeners who follow along the lgbtq plus ia spectrum we love you yay uh thank you for listening we love uh, it and if you're against that um you know where the door is baby hmm, pretty much just no don't worry claire can you show me where the door is please this is an audio format but i am pointing <laughs> no just just no, you've got them by the shoulders can you just take them to the door please oh okay all right, thank you. All right, I don't want right. to walk with the homophobe. Just, just close, the, just close the door now. Close the door. I don't want what to they walk don't know it. It's an airlock, Claire. It's an airlock. Oh, okay. You know what? I've not had. I've, I'm working on my first cup of coffee of the day, and I didn't pick up on that either. We're, you and me both, listeners. We are paying by the hour. Look, you're you're lucky to get minimum wage. Okay, you're a writer in this town. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You know, we're here for the writers. Please support the writers. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should do a completely AI scripted Imperial Senate podcast so you can see how much better it is without. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. And I would say how much better. I, I meant to say how much better ours is, not bad script. Written by computers. Yeah, because computers are fantastic. I've seen. By about what twenty seven million Wes Anderson remakes, according to yeah. Claire. Yeah, I'm tired of it, Claire. I'm, I'm over tired it. Of it. It's too much, man. I don't need to see what the Adams family uh, <laughs> look like as a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> I just don't need it. I don't it's need not... it either. <sighs> but how have you been? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, same old, same old. Killing it, going to work, going home. Mm, you're selling it. I know. It's a really exciting time over here. Um, but no, yeah, it's summertime in the Chicagoland area. And our mm. pool is open at our apartment complex. And uh, it's it's vibing. And the swingers are out in full force. And we are avoiding them like the plague. So it's good. It's good. And when am I invited to this... Uh... <laughs> Apartment complex. 
Anytime, baby. Book a flight. You got a place to stay. Do I need to bring someone else? No. Oh, that's fine. I don't know. If you, I mean, if you feel like it, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Bring yourself, bring a pineapple, and you'll be all good. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of summer, it's fucking boiling over here in the UK. It's about 78 degrees Fahrenheit, which I know Americans would be like, What a little <laughs> bitch! What a little bitch! We're used to it here in America! Um, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, we don't have aircon. Okay? Aircon? Aircon. Did you just call it Aircon? Yeah. It sounds like it should be the name of the corporation in the Lorax. Nobody in the the United States calls it Aircon. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? It's air conditioning. Or AC. It's just shortened. It's not that... But it's not a shortening that anyone uses. (laughs) Does anybody use aircon? I've never heard aircon before. Yeah. The Brits use aircon. You don't even have aircon. Oh, fuck you, quite frankly. <laughs> it's not that difficult, though. Like, if someone said aircon, I'm pretty sure you could work out. You could backtrack it. I'm going to be honest yeah, you with did. you. It took me a second there. This is why we came up with the Enigma code. And you were twiddling your thumbs during World War Two. <laughs> I mean, you made the atomic bomb, but uh, yeah. You know. I mean, we're here to just make a big statement and blow shit up. We're not here to sit down and AC, baby, AC. We had Operation Mincemeat. We had fucking Enigma, and you can't even work out what aircon means. I went on. I did work out what aircon means. It just doesn't mean that it's the correct way to shorten that well, word. <laughs> we don't have it. Okay, we don't have it. It's sweating. It's boiling. It's horrible. It's shit. Should we talk about Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to Star Wars, so we I guess do. we better jump into it. Holy you shit, know, we are blessed with content. Again, it's, you know, some weeks we have nothing, and then other weeks we have everything. Literally every life. single thing. <laughs> so, obviously, the big news this week is that we got a Star Wars game come out of nowhere. <laughs> no, we knew it was coming. There'd been rumblings of it. Uh, yeah, but we knew it was being made, but we weren't. We didn't, didn't know, know it was like dropped. ready. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Star Wars Outlaws, which looks incredible. I want uh, it so bad. Yeah, so we'll, we'll dive into it. So yeah, Massive Entertainment, Ubisoft, and Lucasfilm Games pulled back the curtain today on the first ever open world Star Wars game, Star Wars Outlaws, releasing in 2024 on Xbox Series X S. PlayStation 5, and PC. Set between the events of Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars Return of the Jedi, players will step into the role of Kay Vest, a clever scoundrel in the galactic underworld. In Outlaws, Kay is looking to attempt one of the biggest heists the Outer Rim has ever seen, all in an effort to start a new life. You can check out the official key art featuring Kay and her companion Nyx, perched atop her shoulder, Along with a trench coat wearing BX commander droid. Hot. Other, yeah, it says hot in the yeah. It's, it's, in the description, it says hot. <laughs> BX commander droid bracket hot, sexy, wanna mm. bang, mm. and other mysterious details to the right and the announcement trailer below. It's a dream come true to be able to collaborate with the team at Lucasfilm Games to create Star Wars Outlaws, the first open world Star Wars game. Julian Gar- Garightly. Is it Garighty? Let's try that again. 
Julian Garaiti, creative director at Massive Entertainment, tells StarWars.com. Our team at Massive Entertainment has a great deal of experience in open-world games, backed by strong technology, and it's the perfect time to tell an original scoundrel story that will resonate with fans. With the Galactic Empire on the heels of the Rebel Alliance, and the criminal underworld thriving, an outlaw like KVS has a whole galaxy of opportunity in front of her. Kay and Nix will explore sprawling landscapes of Star Wars locations both old and new. Kay will race across the humid jungles of Akiva and the windswept savannah of Toshara on her speeder, then jump into the pilot seat of her ship, the Trailblazer, the Trailblazer to travel to other parts of the galaxy. From dogfights to high-risk, high-reward missions from crime syndicates, the choices Kay makes can influence her ever-changing reputation. When K and X find themselves in a sticky situation, she'll have a trusty blaster, can employ stealth and gadgets, or wait for the right moment to distract enemies. When we were starting off discussions with Lucasfilm, it was very clear that the one-year period between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, that's where the Rebels aren't part of the picture, Gray said. The Empire's taking more and more control, but the syndicates, they're taking more power. They're exploiting all of these weaknesses. So it really is a moment where the underworld is thriving and there's no better situation for an established or rookie scoundrel to cut their teeth than this particular moment. Claire. Yes. Did you see the trailer and the gameplay footage? Oh, you bet your buns I did. I actually just rewatched both of them this morning before coming on this podcast. And what are your thoughts? (laughs) Ah, so cool. It looks so cool. Um... Uh, just Nyx is already my favorite thing in the world. I know that that I'm not creating an original thought with that one. Little Ashalotl bear or little Ashalotl dog. Fucking live for him. A plus, A plus, A plus across the board. Gameplay. I love games where like one of my favorite games of all time is The Witcher 3. Like all time. And I love, love, love that we're getting a game where you basically get to choose your decisions, choose your adventure, choose, you know, the actions that you make directly affect the outcome, which is something we got saw in the gameplay. I love it. A plus that this is my jam. Uh, the fact that we get to do all sorts of crazy cool shit where we can sneak around and then all of a sudden on our heist, now we got to be flying up into space and blasting TIE fighters and jumping to hyperspace. I'm what this is so cool. This is so cool. You get to do everything. You get to do everything. It's just I this is going to be so awesome. And I'm going to be that person who gets no part of the actual plot done because I'm going to be too busy exploring every single corner of space that I find. I just I'm I'm just gonna get lost. Lost in space. It's gonna be so cool. Um this danger, looks so danger. Fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really like this. Um like you were saying about your favorite games, like one of my favorite games is Red Dead Redemption 2. This looks exactly like that. But space it does, Space it's Cowboy West- Yippee Yay Yay NSYNC fans. Yes, that's what exactly what I wrote in my notes. Let me have a look. Yep, yippee Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I really appreciate, like you said, the you get to choose your path. And it's the small things, often that the core story will be dictated, but right. it's how you view, you're viewed in the galaxy, how you can make things easier for yourself, or like 
if you can live with yourself, I guess, as well. Like the Imperial, like being bribed, you can like choose not to take it. And it makes things harder for you, but you can feel better about yourself, which I think is really cool. Um, I really loved yeah, like the, the way that they showed potentially the harder choices in the gameplay footage. It'd be very easy to just show the best way out of situations that you can sneak out perfectly with stealth and then, you know, bribe the Imperial and make your way off the planet. But they didn't. They showed you the how things can go wrong, which feels very Star Wars to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> energy, you know, like if if A New Hope was like, like this game, it would say something like, um, you know, fight the stormtroopers or run away screaming. Right. <laughs> and ran away screaming. screaming. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I really think this is a really fun game to go for. Again, I wasn't expecting it right now. Uh, it looks great. looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it makes um, a lot of sexists mad, which makes me happy. <laughs> of course. Oh, I'm happy to be mostly off Twitter then, man. Yeah. Did you know that um, women exist? What? Since when? I know. Did you know that it, there's no male. There's, there's no male uh, role models anymore for men. I mean, especially in video games, there's, you can't play as a man in anything anymore. Have you noticed that? You know what? I already knew that there were no male role models just because existing out in the world, because um, I, I see men. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, wow. You know what? I, I I didn't even notice completely, completely no male heroes, except in the last Star Wars game you know, that just came out like psh, how many months ago? Yeah, but that came out ages ago. That came out, what, 2023? <laughs> but they came out in May, motherfuckers. Like... <laughs> It's not even been two. It's been like two full months. No, one full month. One month. One. I am just personally. I'm just utterly, and you know, I'm just sick into the core. I'm just sick of these woke leftists, liberals, <sighs> who want to enforce force down their agenda into my pastime. I remember growing up with characters like Lara Croft, and we didn't need a woman character back then. You know. We didn't need female-led characters. So I'm just grateful for games like Tomb Raider with Lara Croft. Um, Fuck yeah, man. For being there. And, you know... What but next? Woman. Make Lara Croft a woman? <laughs> Don't go too far now, Charlie. Okay. Come on now. A little extreme there. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just stupid. It's just ridiculous. I don't... I, I don't I don't know how you watch that gameplay footage and see a really cool badass, like, outlaw cowboy. Like, the scene where she, like... It's very easy for, like, bad writing to be, like, if you refuse the bribe, you're like, yeah, because I'm a badass, like, and I have, like a, like, a really shitty, witty line. But the way she, like, delivers that line is just so cool and, like, felt very Han Solo to me. Yeah. I don't know how you can see that and then come out of it that way and be like, yeah, this person sucks. I wish there was a dude doing it. Like, like shut the fuck. I just don't understand. And through that whole gameplay footage, too, like, all of the little wisecracks and jokes, like, come on now, you're going to have fun. Like, she seems so fun. Like, just back the fuck off, people. (laughs) Oh, God. Incels, man. Just because you can't get a woman yourself doesn't mean that you should just put that anger out on every other woman. Oh, but you do. I'm just saying, like, calm your tits. Oh, wait, you don't have any. If you would, you'd be in a video game, apparently, um, <laughs> according to your logic. Anyway, 
So, um, anyway, anybody who's hating on this game for that reason, first of all, you're dumb and it's going to come out and it's going to be excellent. And then you're just going to eat your words like, oh, it's going to be like the hard Ahsoka turn. Like, she's the coolest ever now. Fuck off. Exactly. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how your your mind jumps to that. I don't know how you existed just in general. It's like, unbelievable. How do you deal with, like just human beings. Like, I don't know how you grew up with you know friends or you know family members that are women and be like, <laughs> oh, how can you? Oh, it's like you're like, what the it, fuck are you talking about? It actually explains up. a lot explains yeah. a lot about how women are treated in the world if they're like i can't possibly understand the feelings or connect with a woman i can't possibly understand i must be in charge it just kind of explains a lot about the world i couldn't possibly you know i couldn't possibly see any qualities reflected in myself through a character with boobs it's boobs I hate men. I can't. I can't focus. I can't focus on this mission because there's boobies. <laughs> um, or, yeah, stupid, stupid, stupid. But like, apart from that, take is wrong. It's an opinion, but opinions can be wrong. Yeah, no, it's not really opinion. It's just stupid. Um, it looks great. At the game. I'm very excited. I like the uh, the hyperspace, like the space stuff. Oh, so cool! You do, which is really fun. Uh, especially like the hyperdrive and how like if you get attacked, like it, you have to like stop the hyperdrive for a moment, which is yeah really, felt really realistic. Redirect power to other spots, just like in the movies. It's so fun. I was so I was literally as you're climbing up through the atmosphere and through the clouds. I'm literally like holding my breath. I'm like, what does space look like? What does it look like? <laughs> like yeah, I want to me- see the space. <laughs> actually, what this game really like when i first saw the trailer on the gameplay the thing that really hit to me is that this feels like a very much although i love the other games that have come out since and obviously battlefront is clearly influenced by the original battlefront games this game feels very much like it's incorporating elements of the games that LucasArts were making that got cancelled like the original battlefront 3 had that or were trying to do that a space to ground combat thing where you could, like go up into space yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah visualize that and then obviously like this feels a lot like um 1313 uh, the atmosphere which is mm-hmm. really fun and i know people complaining about the the time period and how this is another ot like sort of thing with stormtroopers and that we're, we're over it um which i kind of get but also kind of don't get because it looks fucking cool and the stormtroopers are great and, like, in terms of like the visuals and that period is really fun. And I'm glad that the story dictates the time period, not necessarily because people might get bored of Tatooine. Which, again, Tatooine being in the game makes me happy because it makes people mad. Um, <laughs> and that's very petty, but I'm a petty man, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, why Tatooine again? It's like, because it's fucking Las Vegas in space. <laughs> No, it's it's more like it's like a shittier virgins version of Las Vegas. I mean, Candle Bite is Las Vegas, baby. No, uh, no, Vegas is actually kind of shitty. Uh, never mind. Yeah. I like I love Vegas, but it's also a little dirty and scummy. So never mind. I'll say Las Vegas. Exactly. Like I'm sure most Espa's nice on a nice day, but <laughs> I'm sure there's parts of it. 
Also, did you see Kijimi? I did see Kijimi. Made me happy. It's nice to see, yeah, some of these planets. Also, Canterbury is definitely in the game. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think I... I think so. Which, yeah, makes me intrigued by, like... Obviously, like, they're going to go for outer rim planets, but I wonder if we're going to get any more inner rim planets, like maybe Coruscant, but maybe not. I know that I think Coruscant's in Survivor, so maybe they don't want to tread into that planet. But it'd be cool. be cool to see where they go. Maybe mm-hmm. planets like Corellia or... Yeah, intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I'm very happy that the game looks really cool. And very soon as well, 2024. Yeah. Like, that was the part that really got me, is, like, we've been sitting here knowing that there is a Star Wars open world game somewhere in the ether being worked on, and I am and I did not expect it to be announced this soon. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty wild. I hope it's ready by the time it comes out. <laughs> yeah, it will be. I hope it's ready. <laughs> well, let's be, let's be real. Not all of these games are. <laughs> yeah i suppose so but <laughs> I, li- I live in the world where belief rules claire i live in the world where i get pessimist about the initial launch of games i'm actually kind of glad that i waited about a week or so to start jedi survivor because all of the patching they did in that one in that first week i'm like thank you friends like i feel bad for pc people don't even think about it pc people because you know it's not gonna be ready like Jedi I mean, Survivor I don't, I don't just completely crashed every time PC users try to do it. Like they get super far and then they hit a point in the game and it was like, yeah, that's you're gonna have to lose everything now. Go play it over again. Replayability, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's you are wow. I don't expect you to often be the glass half full kind of guy, Charlie, but <laughs> it's the marketing. It's the marketing in me. Um oh, no. no, I get you. I think for me it just yeah, it's just very close. I'm very excited to see what we can and can't do with it. The time period as well is very intriguing in terms of like, obviously the games are more open. Not that this, not that all the TV stories aren't, but I feel like the games are more open to including elements that are in like books and comics. Obviously, like Survivor has High Republic stuff. Yeah, uh, made, it looks like some major league comic book love. In this game too, you're gonna so be I'm fed. Very, obviously, this this game takes place between five and six, and we do see Han and Carbonite in the trailer, which, to, in my mind, is just there purely as a cementing the time period sort of thing. Yeah i i I'd, I'd be interested. The only way that I could see. Actually, you know what? I can't even say that. I mean, it makes me feel like we may get a Crimson Dawn, especially That's since they're talking about some, like yeah. a Crim- Crimson Rain comic over overlay here. Um, Kira, baby! Saying, if we get a media clock in this game, <gasps> ah, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I will die. I don't know if you saw um, last night when we were recording this, uh, Secret Invasion premiere happened in LA. No, I did not. I I just can't believe that that's coming out next week, like for and everybody. That's I just blinked, and all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, that's coming out. Yes, and I tell you what, what's really cool about that is that it's one of those shows, and I always said this. It's one of those things where it's going to 
you know, like it's going to take, it's like a slow burner of a show. Like it's one of those ones where I don't think anyone's really like, when they announced all the different shows, like Loki and blah, blah, blah. I don't think anyone's like, oh, wow, Secret Invasion. Like, you know, Nick Fury, like I can't wait to see that. It's one of those ones where you're like, oh yeah, I'll be intrigued by it. But I I think- I'll once... say my bro Axiom guys are psyched about it because of the comics. I will say. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah. Oh yeah. No, no offense to the bro Axiom guys, like with Chris and all that. These guys are, are big nerds like I am. They know what's up. They know yeah, what's up. And they also know exactly what to amazing. be excited about. But yeah, also, but, fucking but, Sam Jackson. But or Sam casual, Jackson and Marvel. Come on. For casual audiences, though, I feel like this is one of those shows where they're going to be like, I don't know, I'll, I'll see what it's like. It's going yeah. to be one of those ones where, like Loki, where you're, you're going in low expectations and coming out with high gain. because See, that's so funny, because I came into Loki with the highest expectations. Interesting. Highest. Because I also love Tom Hiddleston and, like, Loki. I love that character. Um, but also, random. This is totally random. Um, blame my lack of caffeine this morning. Uh, congratulations to Sam Jackson on his Tony nomination this week. He was not oh, did not win, but he was nominated. Um, so that was cool. It was pretty cool. Mm, well, there you go. Congratulations. And, um, yeah, it was good. And yeah. Jodie Comer, by the way. Jodie Comer won her first ever Broadway play. Ray's mom is a is a Tony Award winner for her first ever Broadway play. <laughs> so that's cool. Fuck yeah. Is that the one with the she's the judge, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And that yeah. did well that did well over here, for sure. Yeah. And it's doing really well over here too. Yeah. I mean, obviously she won. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool, yeah. I mean, how bad could she be doing, you know? <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, Amelia Clark at she's at the premiere. Um Oh. She looks amazing. Of course she does. Uh, Sky put, is blue. I put a tweet out and said, Amelia's smile is the closest thing we've gotten to self-sustaining nuclear fusion because that grin warms my heart. <laughs> I often drew a picture. She is just like, first of all, she's just a gorgeous person. But like, I feel like the predominant word to describe her is just precious. Just her whole energy, everything about her is just darling. She's I'd just, oh, I'd say radiance. Radiance, that's a good one too. You know Let what? me see her. Let me see the the girly. Oh my god, she's so cute. I can't. Also, Ugh. I just want to say something as well because I know this this is a recent thing that happened online again. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, body image people, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know how you look at Amelia Clark and can even be like begin to mock her appearance or any way or form this is someone who you know went through a lot of trauma in terms of her health and not only is she an amazing actress but she's out of her own time created a charity to help people and you go online and would dare even like mock her for her appearance it's just like fuck you it is amazing the things that people value in our society over what actually fucking matters. I really, it astounds me sometimes. Astounds. Also, she looks fucking hot and she has the entire time. So get, get off, get off that. She's the mother of dragons, baby. Yeah. She's the mother of dragons. Misa. I also love this. I'll send you this other picture. There's a, a guy dressed in a scroll mask in the background, but I've only just noticed it, and it's making me laugh a lot. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my gosh. She looks like she's having the best time. She's so cute. I can't. And good for her, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, are we all done with the game? Um, I think so. It looks amazing. Can't wait to explore every corner of space um, with if, my boy Nyx. If Ubisoft want to send us any copies to you know, review or play on, okay, fine, I guess. I'm here for it. PS5, please. Thank you. That's what I play on. Yes, I would also like a PS5. Well, I already have one, so... <laughs> <laughs> you can buy me one, then. <laughs> yeah, and that... I'm not in the budget, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is this wedding moaning again? Yeah, it's almost uh, like that shit's expensive. <laughs> well, don't get well. Just just get or just load. the general cost of living on top of that as well is like expensive. <laughs> just get eloped. I wanted to, man, but we got deposits down, so I feel like I'm committed at this point. Ugh, ugh, is right. Oh well. Making my anyway. family happy, making my fiance happy. It's almost like it's not just my fucking day. God damn it. Lame. <laughs> God. Uh, here's a story that I think, well, obviously I picked the story today, but you won't know <laughs> about this, but I, I, I'm really intrigued, intrigued to hear what you think. You ready? I'm ready. This is from Sky News. Uh, Astronomers make rare Star Wars style planetary discovery. The University of Birmingham has described the newly discovered system as Tatooine-like. Come like, on. Fucking hell, Jesus. You good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, like that desert world from Star Wars, planets in the Bebop system orbit Bebop. around two suns rather than just one. Astronomers have made only the second ever discovery of a multi-planet system that orbits two stars. The planet, Bebop 1C, was found by a team at the University of Birmingham. It is part of a multiplanetary circumbinary system, the catchy name given to a system that contains planets that orbit around two stars in the centre. Star Wars provides an apt point of comparison. While there is only one sun in the sky above our planet, because there's just one in our solar system, the fictional desert world of Tatooine has two. Bebop 1C is named more like a droid than a planet, though. It is named after the project that collects the data, with Bebop standing for binaries escorted by orbiting planets. The Bebop system, the Bebop 1 system, is also known as TOI 1338. How did astronomers find the planet? The, the team was already monitoring the Bebop 1 system using the Doppler or Wobble method. This is so British, isn't it? It uh, is so British. <laughs> That's when researchers used space telescopes to measure the velocity of stars and has previously been used to discover other planets outside of our solar system. Uh, Astronomers had already found the planet in the Bebop 1 system back in 2020 using NASA's TESS telescope. It was while using the Wobble method to measure the first planet that the second one was found. Astronomer David Martin said only 12 circumbinary systems are known so far. And this is the only second that hosts more than one planet. The new planet has an orbital period of 215 days and a mass 65 times larger than Earth. Its actual size, though, remains a mystery for now, with further research to be done. So, yeah, there you go. Look at that. Space tattooing. Well, yeah. 
In the space tattooing, I feel like that's real. Um, in the cowboy bebop, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm literally like Star Wars bebop. Three, two, one, let's go. Don't go to the whole thing. You better watch out. I will. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I promise. Thank God. Um, yeah. <laughs> you said to do the whole thing. Be careful what you wish for, man. Look, I, I say many things. <laughs> it's your, it's your discretion to, to you know follow those. Isn't that the truth? Think about <laughs> half of what Charlie says seriously and then divide that half and half. And then you might almost be down. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, <laughs> what do you think about that? That's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty neat. It's like a nice little story, you know. Real life Star Wars, man. It's the Star Wars equivalent of we found a we someone saved a box of puppies. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is the Star Wars equivalent of that feel good story. Well, we're going to end off with a depending on how you view this, not good story or good story, you know. Oh boy. I mean, there's bits of it that clearly are, like, not good, but, you know. Yeah, Disney on Tuesday revealed a shake-up of its movie release calendar, delaying several entries in the Avatar, Marvel, and Star Wars franchises. The company hasn't elaborated on the decisions behind the release date rearrangements, although studios often adjust their schedules for a variety of reasons. This move comes as a riot strike cripples the film and television industry, which is causing production shutdowns that could affect release timelines. Pay your rise, pay your rise, pay your rise. Um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the recently renamed Captain America Brave New World will be delayed from May to July next year, with the Thunderbolt shifting to December 2024, Blade moving to February 2025, and Fantastic Four now slated for May 2025. The changes also affect the two upcoming Avengers movies in the MCU. Avengers the... Cha- uh, the- Oh, fucking hell. Let me start again. I was going to say the Chang Dynasty. That would be like a really good movie. <laughs> I want to see that so bad. <laughs> I just want to see that oh, so bad. What if his character from Endgame is a variant of Chang? <laughs> I want it. Now we want the Chang Dynasty. <laughs> the Chang Dynasty. That's the episode title now. Oh no! <laughs> no, Ben, keep it in, keep it in. Well, the Chang Dynasty. Oh, I'm just picturing him, <laughs> Joel McHale, in the MCU. I mean, Joel McHale is in the multiverse. He is technically yeah. in the MCU. Technically, I'm crying because like, he like. I just see him living in the vents. In the superhero <laughs> costume. And his boobs. And his boobs. Oh my god. I love community, man. I me too. That movie's been delayed as well. Goddamn. Pay your writers. Pay your writers. Um But yeah, uh, Avengers the Kang Dynasty has been pushed back a year to May twenty twenty six. Avengers Secret Wars will not be released until May twenty twenty seven. Disney also delayed a planned Star Wars movie, which we believe was the Ray movie, 
from December 2025 to May 2026. It added another Star Wars movie to the schedule too, which is set for December 2026. Disney has not released a Star Wars film since Episode Nine in 2019. What did you think about this news, Claire? You know, I mean, it all makes sense. And at this point, I'm not ever surprised if there's a delay or or whatever. I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people are kind of freaking out about this, but I am living firmly in a trust the process mindset when it comes to Star Wars. Because when I trust the process and I wait for shit to come out, I haven't been disappointed. Except for episode nine, me a little bit personally. But for the rest of it, I'm, I trust the process. I know that they're, especially with what's come out on Disney Plus lately, I know that it's going to be they've been putting out some pretty fine products lately. So I'm not mad. You know, it's like, it makes sense. There's a logical reason for it. And, um, a lot of just, it's going to happen guys. It's just, it's okay. It's okay. We can wait. We can wait guys. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Like for me personally, I felt like obviously the December date for the Ray film would have been appropriate. Considering like how those films came out, right? But there's yeah. something about a Ray movie being being out in May for the first time, which is very intriguing to me. Just you know, May is Star deal. Wars month, baby. Yeah, it's the classic. You know, it's the classic Star Wars release month. So, it'd be interesting to see that. I don't, for a second, believe that the December 2026 date will stick. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think they're going to do two films in one year after Solo. It just doesn't make sense, personally. If they do stick by it, it's going to be very strange considering what they said about Solo. Right. Um, and it just, yeah, it just doesn't give it enough time to market those films separately. No. And particularly, like, it's all well and good having a bit of a break in terms of Star Wars movies for the general audience, but if you're going to bombard them with two at one go, probably not a great idea, I think. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets pushed. And it's not that bad, really. It's not that far right. away, you know. No, and if it's it gives really it, not. if it gives it more time to be in the production, you know, iron out a lot of the issues we saw recently with films, with that there was such a you know set deadline for dates and yet yeah, to rush certain elements. So hopefully that won't be the case. Episode eight was you know had loads of time to to brew, and you could see that in the the film that came out. So oh yeah. It's not a big deal. These these days move all the time. I can't even tell you for I can't even tell you how many times fucking Blade has moved in Fantastic Four. Yeah. Although I will say it's very funny that Fantastic Four has moved to twenty twenty five because it's like Star Wars in the sense where it can only come out in dates and in with five because obviously the first Fantastic Four film came out in two thousand five, then the reboot happened in twenty fifteen, and now this is happening in twenty twenty five. Oh my god. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Look at that. The more you know. Um, Yeah. But what do you think these other two movies... I've seen a lot of speculation online that the Dave Filoni movie is not a cinematic release, but I thought that they kind of said at Celebration that it was. It is. It's a cinematic release. I'm pretty sure they said that. So these three, do you think that they pertain to the three teased at Celebration, or do you think Taika's movie still doesn't have a release date? Is that, what you, is that what you think? I think that the 2026 December one would be Dave's film. 
and the one after that potentially could be Tycho's one. But it could also it could also could be Mangold. Could be. Because also how- Tyka's just kind of been like, we are, I'm busy. We're going to get to it, I promise. It's kind of in the works. Well, yeah, he was working on the film that he's releasing at the minute. I don't know if it's out yet, the football one. So now he's he's firmly, like, I think, working on the, the Star Wars film. So I wouldn't be surprised at that. Because that's the script's nearly written. It's just got a few bits to iron out. So for me personally, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the films. Um, I think the best bet, obviously, is the Filoni one. The yeah. the Ray film, because that's been for a few iterations already. So, yeah. And I um, feel like considering the entire world, kind of, that has to be built for the mangled stuff, it might it's probably going to take a little more time, you know? Just because we're in a completely different... I mean, same galaxy, completely different, you know, culture, world, t- temporal event, you know. I don't know. Maybe. You're just using words now. I swear to God. This guy is like, hey, <laughs> you want to record a podcast at 7 a.m. before you go to work? I'm like, okay, cool. Look, I'll roll look, out of bed and do this. Me... And then he makes fun of me for not being able to speak in the first thing in the morning. I swear to God. Do you know how many times I've had to do a podcast delirious at God knows what time. Let me have this. At God knows what time? Because of our time zone difference, it's at... And they would be at night, man. Yeah. Tiring. And You're a be- night owl, man. I see you tweeting at what would be three in the morning your time. Don't you give me that. I'm don't half you asleep. give me that. I'm half asleep, and you don't have to hear me mm-hmm. on tweets. I it's hear them. words. It's wordage. <laughs> Mister, you keep me up late tweeting at three a.m. My ass. They good tweets, okay? They good tweets. Oh my god, those are coherent sentences being formed at three in the morning. <laughs> also, I was watching. I started watching Succession at like midnight. Well, don't do that. <laughs> it was good. I was like, um, do you know what? No one's ever really talked about this show. It's actually quite good. No one's ever talked about it. See, the problem is now I know how it ends. So I feel like I I started it, and I feel like I need to wait a little bit, because now I know how it ends, because Barry having its finale on the same night, everyone's like, this is the outcome! Oh. I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool. I'm glad, <laughs> I've, I'm glad I've missed the Barry stuff, because I'm still on, like, season three. I think I've watched Oh, like, that's episodes. what you need to catch up on. And then, I, don't even, I don't even know that I actually watched any of season three, actually. You should watch it. It's real, it's I real good. Need, I do need to catch up on Barry, it's just... I don't know why I love the show. It's just I don't know. It was one of those ones where I was like, I, I need to catch up. Like I was like a few episodes behind. And I was like, okay, I will catch up, and I just never did. But I've I've watched all of Always Sunny, apart from the new episodes. Which, by the way, if anyone's listening to this from Disney, I'm very mad with you. <laughs> why? Because it's Always Sunny is now owned by obviously Disney, but the fi- the first fifteen seasons are on Netflix. So I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like the Netflix deal already pre-established, so maybe that's why it's not out yet. But I read there's multiple articles that said that it's going to be dropping on Disney Plus like a day after America, which I was like, do you know what? Makes sense. That's what happened to a lot of stuff. It's fine. It's been a week. No sunny yet, huh? It's on, it's on none of them. I, I so don't want to. I don't want to pirate that. I don't want to pirate it. I want to. I want to give you these, you know, these weird 
I don't know how the viewing systems work, but see, it's not on Netflix over here right now. It's on Hulu for us in the U.S., so I get it the yeah. day after. Which is why I assumed maybe it'll be on like Disney Plus, and it does say that, but alas, get your shit together. So yeah, I'm behind on that, but I started yeah Succession, which is um very good. Who would have yeah. thought? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would. <laughs> also, like, I can just—it's—it's it's funny. Like, I when I when I first found out about the Roy, I was like, "There's no way that's the same person." And then now I've watched like two episodes. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this is clearly the same people that did Peep Show." <laughs> just the swearing and like the the personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to take these people out and like psychoanalyze them, they would definitely all be psychopaths or like one hundred percent. Also, anything Kieran Culkin does from now until the end of time i am here for i will be there for <laughs> i mean i've been with him on the train since scott, scott pilgrim, pilgrim. yeah <laughs> we haven't gotten off this train <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah very happy very excited um but yeah that's all we've got time for this week pew, 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 pew. Bit, a bit, a bit of a beefy episode you know yeah there's a lot going on a lot, lot going on to be excited about so i hope that y'all are as excited about all the star wars News coming out about Star Wars Outlaws. I hope you all saw Spider-Verse. That shit was good. I haven't. Oh, go do it. Go. Just just go right now. I do. I also go. need to watch The Flash, which I'm very like. Oh, yeah. Well. I've seen a few clips from it. Like, because a lot of people, I don't know why, but people just want to spoil the film, which is, I get yeah. if you don't like the film and you don't like, like, you know, people that worked on the film. Don't spoil the film. Yeah, I don't spoil it. Well, yeah, I need to see that too. But like, see, it's interesting because I saw some clips. And I'm like, oh, this looks terrible. Like, actually, like, generally, like this doesn't look great. But then Empire Magazine dropped a review, and it was four stars. I'm like, do you know what? Usually, I do agree with Empire. So, who knows? They, uh, my bro Axiom Bros, their takeaway walking out of the movie theater was arguably the best DC superhero movie in this DCEU. Or in the, the DCU, best. that's not that hard, isn't it? Really? No, but I mean, that's I'm I'm pleased by that review out of their mm-hmm. out of these super nerds, super comic book nerds seal of approval thoroughly. Early they screening. went early, oh, yeah, cool. they went early. So nice. I know, right? I'm jelly. They're like sitting in the theater. God, what was it? Monday? And I'm like, ah, you rat bastards! So jealous. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Claire, where can people find you? If yeah, they well, cho- if they you know choose to, yeah, if they choose to after listening to this, that's <laughs> that's yet to be seen. Um, but you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Cstribs. Um, you can catch me on Broaxium every Sunday night for their shooting the poodoo roundtable, where we just go over pretty much everything that's going on in geekdom and pop culture. Um, and each new issue of Doctor Afra, you'll be you can check out all the Broaxium socials for our quick shot previews. Um, I cover Doctor Afra for those to give you a little spoiler free preview before the issue comes out. And then uh, also make sure that you follow. Uh, the Imperial Center podcast on Twitch and subscribe to us on YouTube because on occasion I will be streaming the video games. So that's fun. Go hang out with me. It'd be fun. Yeah. Heck yeah. And we're going to be beefing up our content a bit more. So watch out for our website. You might see a few changes, which is pretty fun. Ooh, fancy. 
I will also say, uh, depending on when this episode comes out, pay attention to our socials and do pay attention or be, be excited for next week because we may have a few uh, surprises for you mm. of the adventure kind. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY and on Instagram at Charlie M W Ashby. You can listen to my other shows via the Charlie Ashby Network and find everything you want to find about me on my Twitter bio. All the links are there on the link tree. So yeah, find us there. That's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast. If you would like to hear more from the Senators, please visit our website at imperialsenatepodcast.com. There you will find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email us at imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com. And please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks, and may the Force be with you. Dissolve the council permanently. The last remnant.